0: In July, just past, one of my good friends and Patterson program pioneer, Jackie, organized a fantastic event on the Isle of Man, which is a small island located between Ireland and England. It was Jackie's second annual Without Wings charity event, which is a charity that she began aimed to raise awareness about autoimmune diseases, provide quality information for those with these conditions, and also provide inspiration about how things can be changed to minimize the impact that these conditions can have. And this year's speakers were Ida and Katie, both of whom have been on this show before as guests and both whom have wonderful personal success stories. So I've been able to access Katie's live presentation and I'm able to share it with you today. I've taken the video and extracted the audio and it's really a pleasure to share this with you. This story is really one of the most incredible stories you will hear of immense struggle and immense challenges that she's been through and leaves us all humbled by what she is now achieving with her health. So here is Katie's talk. So uh,
1: anyway, Katie is just amazing. Um, And she's a just a really beautiful person and she is so incredible but I have to say she's not going to do the yoga tonight because her dress is too tight she told me but she was doing it at the festival and I was blown away she has worked so hard at this yoga and um, so this is a fantastic story but I am going to pass over first of all to Andy to say what he would like to say about it okay
2: thank you Jackie. Katie is a little bit on the short side. So if you're standing at the back, you may need to stand to see her. Uh, But there's nothing small about this person. Nothing small. Her determination, uh, I think, will shine when you hear her words. I asked Katie when she came to Oxford uh, about the food she wanted to eat. I didn't want to cause any problems about the food she wanted to eat. I said to her, do you want a date? She'd never had a date. How many people here have eaten date? Stick your hands up in the air. Nearly everybody. Right, that may well just set the scene for what you're about to hear. So I'm going to hand over now to Kate. If you can't hear at the back, I know it's a warm night, it's beautiful. We might just close those back two doors, just to help to keep the traffic noise away, if that's okay with everybody. All right? Katie. Well, good evening,
1: everybody. Um, First of all, I just want to say how absolutely excited I am to be here tonight, I have been looking forward to this trip for over like six months and uh, been counting down the days every day. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Jackie, uh, for, for hosting this event and for putting all this together. Um, you're a huge inspiration to me as well as you, Andy. Um, so thank you. Uh, so tonight, basically, I just want to share a message of hope and of healing. I believe that there is so much hope for those of us with rheumatoid arthritis and other chronic autoimmune diseases. Uh, it doesn't matter if you've been diagnosed a month ago, a year ago, or your whole life, like myself. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is, you're never too old, too sick, too bad, too late, to start to start over again. And that's basically my story. So. Uh, My name is Katie Hugendam. I am 27 years old, and I come from Portland, Oregon. Uh, At 10 months old, I showed the first signs of juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, and before my first birthday, I was diagnosed with this destructive and debilitating autoimmune disease. Um, I grew up having to learn to live with chronic pain, stiffness, immobility, uh, hospital visits, multiple operations, depression, and just an overall hopelessness and fear of my future. I thought, thought that I would never get better, that it was just going to get worse. Eventually, I'd be wheelchair bound. Um, things that, honestly, no, no child should have to grow up thinking and, and feeling. Um, but but even then, no matter how bad things got, I kept pushing through and uh, never gave up. And deep down, I just knew there had to be another way. There had to be a way out. And uh, I just kept praying and um, just looking for that vehicle and the vehicle to get me there. And after 26 years in January 2017, I found that vehicle and I found... I found my way out, and I've honestly not looked back since. So, I was a, I grew up in a very healthy family, um, and I, when I was born, I was—they told me, you know, they told my parents I was healthy. Um, my mom breastfed me, and when I was able to eat solid foods, most of it consisted of homemade cooked meals and fruits and veggies. Uh, At five months old, though, I got chicken pox, which is a fairly young age to get that. And at 10 months, my mom woke me up one morning and my both feet were completely swollen uh, so bad that she couldn't even get my shoes on on my feet. I, I stopped crawling. I stopped moving. And when they lifted my legs up to change my diaper, I cried out in pain. Um, so my parents knew something wasn't right, and so they were pretty scared. And they took me to different doctors at the hospital trying to figure out what was wrong. And uh, at first they thought that my leg was broken, so they put a cast on my leg, and <laughs> that did absolutely nothing. And They thought of child abuse, but that was quickly ruled out as well. Um, so it took about a whole month before they... I finally figured out I had JRA, and the doctors told my parents that I would have this rest of my life, that I'd be on meds my whole life, and uh, that I'd be in pain. But they said that I could most probably look forward to remission in my 20s, and I'm not sure how they figured that out, but (laughs) that's what they told them. Um, They put me immediately on prednisone prednisone and baby aspirin and planqueal, but even then, those drugs uh, did not control my symptoms. Uh, the arthritis just raged through my little body. At one years old, I was referred to a pediatric rheumatologist, and he immediately took me off of the plank wheel, saying that babies shouldn't be on it as it can affect the eyes, and a baby can't tell you that. Um, at five months, I mean, at five years, he put me on methotrexate, which I took for a total of twelve years. It's a previous, previously known as a cancer drug. And then, also at one years old, I was diagnosed with uveitis, which is inflammation of the fluid in the eyes. And the drops that they used to control this disease uh, actually caused glaucoma and then cataracts. So. Throughout my life, I've had both of my corneas replaced and I've had a total of 12 surgeries. Nine of those my eyes, two of them my ears, and just recently a total knee replacement just in March this year. So I had monthly blood tests taken once I was on the methotrexate to keep tabs on my sed rate, my CRP, my liver functions. My favorite part of that was getting the free ice cream cone at the end. So up until I was three, I could not walk on my own, so I had to use a walker. And even in kindergarten and preschool, I still had to have my walker nearby in case for long-distance walking, which for me, long-distance was not very far at all. For years, I went to physical therapy three to four times a week, Um, And they give me, they put different leg braces on me, ankle braces, wrist braces to keep my joints straight. And the worst part was the leg braces because I had to wear them at night to keep my legs from contractures. And it actually caused me more pain because uh, just keeping my legs still was more painful for me and I couldn't sleep well. But it was hard to communicate. It was hard to communicate my feelings and, and communicate that to my doctors as well as my parents. Um, and as a child, just the fact uh, I didn't really understand what was going on with myself and then so trying to explain that to my parents when you don't really understand it yourself is extremely uh, difficult and confusing. Um, I had a lot of questions going on in my head, like why, like what is going on? And like, why can my sister jump out of bed in the morning and I have to crawl out of bed? Um, So a lot of the time with these leg braces, I would end up loosening them during the night so that I could sleep regularly. But the next morning I would pay for that because my legs would be stuck. So I would crawl on my hands and knees to the bathtub and soak in the water, in the hot water, until my joints loosened up enough to walk. And uh, even when I needed to use the restroom in the middle middle of the night, sometimes it was too painful to crawl, so I would either wet my bed or pee in my guinea pig's cage that was (laughs) nearby. My parents were not too happy about that. (laughs) I remember hating my methotrexate pills growing up. Uh, I had a hard time... Swallowing, which I've always had a hard time swallowing pills, but back then it was a lot harder. Um, so my mom would end up crushing, she'd crush the met- methotrexate pills and put them in a spoonful of milk, uh, sugar, she tried chocolate sauce, um, multiple different things, but they all just made me want to vomit. And a lot of the time it would just come right back up. Uh, so my mom would just keep crushing more and crush more and crush more until it finally settled in my tummy. I also had a hard time with constipation. Was a huge, has always been a huge issue for me. My mom would try prey prunes and uh, suppositories and finally straight mineral oil to help. I was not allowed to eat bananas growing up because bananas made my constipation worse. Uh, kindergarten and preschool. I don't have too many memories of that. I do remember feeling small and uh, like everybody else just towered above me. Um, I remember one time there was a race around the track with all the other schoolmates, and I I remember enjoying running, but afterwards limping really really bad. And my teacher at the end, she handed out these T-shirts, and so. It fit everybody else except for little me. My t-shirt went down past my knees, and all the other kids laughed at me and teased me about it. And I remember feeling ashamed and uh, feeling like I wanted to hide from everybody. Another time I felt different at school was taking the school bus. I'd, at the beginning, I would take it with my sister, who was two years older than me. Um, but even after a while, just taking the first step onto the school bus was too hard. So my parents uh, got the a handicapped, uh, called a short bus, to come directly to my door and pick me up and take me to school. And even though that was easier for me, I felt very lonely because I had the the very two friends that I had in, in kindergarten. I could no longer... Uh, ride the bus with, so I felt, um, I felt very alone. I also, during kindergarten, I had speech therapy uh, each week to focus on articulation and language, which I guess is not uncommon for children who have a lack of immobility at a young age as exploring their world is limited when developing associations of objects and firsthand experience. I ended up repeating kindergarten because of my lack of general development, as well as I was just behind. After that, my parents took me, as well as my older sister, Ashley, out and homeschooled us. I was homeschooled up to 10th grade and then finished out to graduation at a private Christian school. Being homeschooled was a blessing, as I was able to move uh, move around and sit down and stand up whenever I wanted to. Most of my social life was at church, but even then I spent most of my time uh, with my sisters or with my parents, Uh, staying with my sisters. Uh, Imaginary friends were huge and also uh, talking to God uh, was also my only friend. Uh, Exercise and sports was extremely difficult as well. Uh, I would sit on the sidelines, watching my sister's soccer games and uh, swimming swimming lessons and stuff, uh, fully believing that I would probably never be able to do any of that. When I was twelve, I was uh, my mom put me in a ballet class for a year, um, but it became too stiff. Uh, uh, my feet were way too stiff, and it was very painful and hard. Um, And then I also tried swimming, but I was also too stiff. My arms and my shoulders and my feet were too hard uh, for that. I enjoyed just playing in the water as as long as my feet were touching the floor. Uh, So while my sisters were out playing with friends and such, I was by myself uh, playing outside in the yard, making mud soup and eating it, (laughs) riding my bike on good days and playing with my imaginary friends, and watching movies. When I was around 10 years old, in the year 2000, Embril, which is a biologic drug for arthritis, had just come out, and my doctor wanted me to try that, so he began tapering me off of the methotrexate slowly, which took a total of two years to get off of that. Uh, For the first few months, my mom would inject the needle into my upper thighs two to three times a week, And uh, a few months after that, I was like, mom, I want to do it myself. So um, I started doing it and I've been doing it to myself ever since. Um, A few years later, I could take the whole dose just once a week, which was a little bit easier for me. Um, The embryo helped a lot more than the methotrexate did. My morning stiffness was reduced and um, I was much more mobile. But the pain never went away, the pain stayed the same. In 2005, I went on a trip, family trip with my family, uh, to a charity that distributes food worldwide. uh, We volunteered along with people from my church, uh, packaging food five hours a day for five days. And though there were breaks and group activities to make it fun, for me it was uh, not so fun. (laughs) Um, just, I was not used to standing on my feet for that long, and so within the first day or so, I would be limping from the second I got out of bed to the second I went into bed. I would go into the shower stall and sit on, sit on the floor and cry. Um, I remember, uh, just being in so much pain, and I didn't know what to do about it. I couldn't just go home. I was... In really misery, Um, I was too embarrassed to tell anyone how I was feeling. So I wanted so badly to be normal, just like the other kids from my church, that I just pushed through the pain with a smile on my face and continued to work until we got home. During that week, I felt lonely, depressed, and angry at myself and fatigued. It was the worst pain that I remember feeling so far. In 2008, my junior year, my parents and I decided to enroll me in a private Christian school nearby our house. At first, I was very nervous, as it had been years since I had been in that type of environment. Uh, But it turned out to be a great experience, and met many new friends that were accepting of me and invited me out to movies and trips to the mall and sleepovers, things that I had never done before outside of the family. I was very successful there, and graduated in 2010. Uh, Growing up, I had assumed that I was never going to be able to work at a job, so I never really thought about what career I wanted or anything like that. Um, But with the encouragement of my family and friends, I started going to a local community college and started out as a part-time dietary aide at a retirement home, which soon turned into full-time. My job was similar to a waitress, but for the elderly. Um, And this turned out to be just like that charity event all over again. Halfway through my shifts, I would start to limp. When my coworkers weren't watching me, I would grab onto the walls to help uh, take the weight off of my feet. I would often take my breaks in the bathroom and sit on the floor and cry. then again, some coworkers, most of my coworkers were very nice and um, when I told them about, that I had RA and stuff, but there were a few coworkers that, um, that of course were not so nice. Um, I had a couple of coworkers who told me I was faking it, that it wasn't real that I was trying to get out of work because I was, quote, "in pain, uh, which really made me uh, upset. During this time, my mother wanted me to try some naturopath doctors as she thought that a change in diet and supplements might help. Um, But all they ever did was uh, give me a hundred different supplements and then my diets would change from one doctor to the next to the next. Uh, None of them suggested any type of plant-based diet. Cheating was very easy for me because I felt no difference. Uh, In my in any of the my RA symptoms So for the next three years or so I suffered through my work day after day But it got so bad that I pleaded with my doctor to give me something for the pain because I couldn't take it So he started me on hydrocodone, which is uh, Vicodin a very high painkiller He started me out at just one pill uh, two pills a day once, one at a time, but, which helped numb the pain a little bit. Um, but after about six months, my body got used to it, so I had to keep upping the dose and upping the dose. Up until uh, about 2016, I was taking roughly four plus pills a day uh, just to get by, and sometimes at the most about eight. Uh, this greatly affected my constipation uh, to where I was going. Once a week, maybe. This is also when my depression and even suicidal thoughts began expanding and getting stronger as the years went on. In 2016, I decided that I would try one last naturopath doctor to see if anything would change. Um, I got a little help with my bowel movements, but that was about it. So, I got very... um, depressed about that as well, so I said F it and uh, went back to my regular diet, which was uh, highly processed, sweet fatty foods. Um, My family uh, started to worry about me. My associations also turned uh, quite shallow and dark in 2016. Uh, One of my closest friends and co-worker at the time, I spent most of my time with him and he suffered from heavy depression, anxiety, and suicide. Um, He basically hated everybody in general, but I had convinced myself that I was the better influence on him. Uh, But in the end, he was influencing me, and not in the good way. The more he drank, the more I drank. The more he secluded himself from the world, the more I secluded myself. I began to drink every day after getting home from work to try and drink the pain away. Uh, Oftentimes, I would mix my painkillers with the, with the alcohol, which is you know not supposed to do. Um, but I would do it and pass out in my room every night. I had another friend at the time who verbally and emotionally abused me for over a year, um, and I put up with it, convincing me myself that I deserved it and I deserved to be treated like that. And I narrowly escaped being taken advantage of. One night when I was drunk with this person who called me his friend, whom I, yeah, I had no idea just how, uh, just how fast and I was going down a downward spiral. Up until New Year's Day 2017, I cried out to God and said, I need, something needs to change. I can't go on. I was on the verge of giving up entirely. I found no joy in life, uh, nothing to look forward to. Every day was filled with pain and suffering, and it was consuming me. Within the next few weeks, I came across a video of Clint Pattison sharing his story and how he was able to reverse his symptoms naturally. And one night, a couple of nights later, I was laying in bed crying from work in pain. And I watched his entire video, and I got so excited. And uh, I began binge-watching all of his podcasts and all the success stories on YouTube and stayed up till about 6 a.m. watching them. And I finally decided, yes, I'm going to start this. And uh, I no longer cared about how long it'd take, what I'd have to do, how long I'd have to take it, or, um, or the sacrifices I'd have to make. I saw the results that Clint had made for himself and the lifestyle he had, and I wanted it so desperately that I was willing to do anything to get there as well. Um, So the next day was my day one, my first day. Uh, Clint soon became my top hero, inspiration, and role model as someone that I respect. And um, he was willing to take his time and energy to help get give me the quality of life that I've dreamed of but never, never thought possible, and that is of having a pain-free, drug-free, and back-to-maximum-energy life. Um, He understood my pain and my suffering, my heartaches, and for me, that's the first time that anyone has ever, uh, that I've ever met. Um, And it, it meant so much to me, it was so rare and so special. Uh, So changing my diet from the most junkiest, unhealthy foods to a low-fat, no-oils, plant-based foods was not easy at first. Uh, The first couple days I was actually vomiting up the greens. My body was rejecting it. But I was beginning to see positive, fast results. And as each day passed, my hope grew, and my happiness continued to grow stronger and stronger. I changed my associations. I cut off my toxic relationships, replacing them with Clint, and my new friends on the Patterson online forum. My second day on the program, I woke up to significantly lowered pain levels, so going from uh, 8, 9, 10 level pain to uh, 4, 3, 2, pain levels, which is unheard of, Um, increased pain levels, no morning stiffness, and an overall lightness to myself. On the third day, my right arm began to straighten out, something that no drugs could ever accomplish. On the fifth day, I was able to clip my toenails for the first time without a sweat, which, for most people, that seems like a very small thing, but for me, that was huge. Bruises, I've always had huge, unexplained bruises up and down my legs. Um, But after starting the program, I have had no bruises. A couple weeks after starting the program, Clint and the others had been encouraging me to start Bikram Hot Yoga. And it was hard for me to start it because my whole life I've always thought of people who do yoga as weird, weird people. (laughs) and I thought of myself as too high, too high, like that's not for me. Um, but I did start it, and uh, my first class, I limped into my class, and it was, it was painful. My first class, a lot of the poses were, were very difficult. Um, and I looked at everybody else in front of me and their, with their beautiful poses and just looked at myself and was like, how, how can I do this? Um, but when I walked out, I felt amazing, and I couldn't really explain it. It was a kind of an unexplainable feeling. Um, so I was like, "Well, I, I got, I got to come back. I got to go back." So, um, so within the next month I, of going six to seven days a week, I started noticing <clears throat> little changes, like uh, increased mobility and range of motion in my arms, my legs, my feet, my spine basically everywhere, and my pain levels continuing to go down and staying down. I kept going back every day, and the teachers and the students, other students there, have been so supportive and understanding, caring, and loving since day one. They even held a fundraiser for me later on. The students, um, I would stand there in front of the mirror and, uh, Think to myself, one day I'll be able to do that, just like him or just like her. Uh, Bikram yoga has given me a purpose in life. It's something that I look forward to every single day. It's taught me. Um, I, used to, I used to shy away from mirrors because I hated the way I looked. Um, but Bikram yoga has taught me to love myself through the bad and the good and to look in the mirror at my sweaty red face. And smile at my perfectly imperfect body. It's built up my confidence and my self-worth. It's taught me to listen to my body, to pay attention to it, and to learn from it. I've laughed during class, and I've shed many tears during class. And most importantly, this practice, combined with my plant-based diet, is healing my body from the inside out. In October 2017, I was invited to speak for the first time in front of about 30 people and share my journey. October was also the month when Vicodin was no longer needed, as my pain levels were consistently so low. This was my very first goal that I set on the Patterson program, was that I wanted to get off my Vicodin. And not even a year later, that goal was accomplished. Starting November 2017, I started getting increased pain in my right knee and slowly noticing less range of motion, even though I was still going to yoga every day. My CRP was beginning to elevate as well, so I knew something was not right. And my first thinking was bone-on-bone. After getting an X-ray done, it showed one of the worst bone-on-bone cases my doctors had ever seen. They believed that the pain that I was getting was something... It was hanging by a small little thread, and something snapped. And that's why the pain was increasing. They told me that the surgery could be any time, but I decided to hold off until I had competed in the yoga competition that I was, had been practicing for most of the year. So for the next month or two, I, I kept going through the extreme pain in my knee um, until the yoga competition. So in March, I competed in the USA Yoga competition for the first time in San Jose, California, with several of my yogi friends. This was a huge experience for me, and I loved every second of it. I met so many inspiring teachers and fellow yogi competitors. One one teacher, actually, afterwards, he came up to me and asked me if he could take a selfie with me. I was so overwhelmed about it that afterwards, I went outside and I cried because just from all the love and support that I got that weekend. uh, My score was low, but that was not the reason that I competed. Just the fact that I was able to stand up there on stage in front of hundreds of people and the judges and to show how much I've improved and uh, show myself. Um, and show my heart out there was was an accomplishment enough. Um, I also wanted to inspire other people with chronic illnesses, uh, such as rheumatoid arthritis, that they can do anything. Uh, As Walt Disney once said, if you can dream it, you can do it. One week after my yoga competition, I had the total knee replacement at the end of March. My knee surgeon told me that during surgery, he could press his thumb into my bone, and it was squishy. He said it was so, so bad, and he said that it's from all the drugs that I was on as a baby just deteriorated my knee, as well as the arthritis itself. Uh, It was an excruciatingly painful experience, uh, especially the first three weeks of recovery, Um, But it was a different kind of pain. It was the kind of pain that I knew would go away, and once it did, my life would be better. Uh, I could not have gone through this without all the love and support and guidance from Clint, as well as the love and support from my friends and my family and my yoga friends. I went to physical therapy twice a week to gain flexion and extension in the joint, as well as strength and endurance. During this time, I felt muscles in my leg that I'd never felt before, um, at my three-month therapy appointment, my knee went from a negative 12 degrees to zero degrees, which is completely straight, uh, and from a 90-degree bend to a 122-degree bend, and even more as I'm still healing and I'm still trying to gain more, um, which is amazing. I've never, I've never been able to bend it past 90 degrees my whole life. Um, I was back to yoga in no time. Relearning how my new knee works in connection to the rest of my body, and gaining more strength, endurance, and flexibility through the additional help of some Yin Yoga and Hot Pilates a couple times a week. Um, I've starting this month. It's I've taken about over 500 yoga classes in a year and a half. Um, so now it's been about a year and a half since I changed my associations. Uh, switched to a plant-based whole foods diet and started exercising, and I have never felt more energized in my life, and I'm feeling stronger every single day. Sure, there are off days, days when uh, when I'm tempted to cheat just a tiny bit, uh, especially when I'm out with friends and, and family who eat the way I used to, but the, the price is too high to pay if I cheat, and I'm not willing to pay that. The foods that I ate before were making me worse and sicker, and now I'm proud of what I eat and I'm thriving. I've changed my thinking from I can't eat that to I don't wanna eat that. And in yoga, from I can't do that to I can and I will do that. Through the Pattison program and going plant based, I've gotten off my painkillers. And starting this month, I've started the process of tapering off my umbrella injections with my rheumatologist and Clint Pattison support. I've got my hope back, and I've got my future back—a pain-free, drug-free, and full of energy future—and I could not be more excited. Thank you. You've been listening to the Patterson Program. For more information, visit pattersonprogram.com.